This is Two Girls, One Mike, the show that talks about the holes and plot holes of your favorite porn. Welcome to Two Girls, One Mike, the show that wants to remind you if you think 2020 can't get any worse, there's still time for the Kids Bob version of WAP to come out. I'm your co-host, Alice Vaughn, and with me I have my beautiful co-host, Yvette Dontremont. Yvette, how are you doing today? I'm terrified trying to figure out if Ben Shapiro is going to be playing the violin or offering the vocals for the Kids Bop version of WAP. Because, <laughs> you know, he's so disturbed by the fact that this song exists and women are talking about wet ass pussy that he's been just tweeting up a storm about this because apparently his doctor wife who knows how wet ass pussy occurs that she is lying to him (laughs) and saying it's a gynecological condition if your pussy is wet. I'm sorry, Ben, that you think the condition of a vagina is supposed to be drier than a tumbleweed just a-rolling through the Sahara Go and make your kids' bop masterpiece about it, Ben. Good luck. I mean, what a way to tell on yourself. (laughs) And it's like, you know, whatever you think of Ben Shapiro's politics or ideas, man. We are not discussing those. No, we are talking right now about his his judgment on what it means to have a wet ass pussy and what means to have a mop and a bucket when you have a WAP. I'm just saying, (laughs) I've been in a position after mm, some sexual activity where a a mop might have been necessary. And I can guarantee you there was no uh, trichomoniasis or vaginosis involved. It was just a man who knew what he was doing with his hands. (laughs) And here's the other thing that I think burned every woman on the internet reading this. How many songs out there, the central thesis of the song if I may uh, hold up many hip-hop artists as philosophers, how many of these have the thesis of suck my dick, bitch, uh, which I, I support these theses. I am down for these theses. But never once has someone who's a political come up and been like, oh, this man cannot, cannot possibly be. This can't be a role model for my boys. How could they say such a thing? How dare you talk about dick sucking? Look, I would even argue that extreme more than words is just more about like uh, yeah, more than words all right so show me how you love me get on this <laughs> dick show me that wet ass pussy is what more than words actually means they were just you know <laughs> being delicate about it i don't know what they thought you know slob on my knob like corn on the cob meant i just i'm just asking <laughs> if they were talking about a really did they think it was a really a very enthusiastic barbecue I'm not sure what they thought those lyrics. <laughs> if you are someone who is incensed about the stunning video and the delightful lyrics of WAP, and uh, if you're curious, if you're still confused as to how a pussy becomes a wet-ass pussy, email us, info at 2 Mike. We will gladly point you to a few pornos that might help you get there. Yeah, I know some people who could definitely explain it a little bit better, right? And speaking of, we have an amazing guest today. And she's had a WAP a few times oh, in her life. Yeah, like today. Twice. Oh, oh, baby. Oh, It might be right now. What? And we might have some WAPs just from having her on the show. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, this, the sexiness level is... So I mean, we have a Hall of Fame WAP on the it's, show. We have Hall of Fame today's on the show, and it's Ooh, it, I'm just right? they live up. I want to know how we... that works. Do they induct each titty separately? <laughs> what if the left one gets in before the right one? Like, is the right one mad for a year? How does you know they come as a set? They come as a set. <laughs> Contracts. They are quite stunning. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, you know, I saw that stuff with um, Ben Shapiro this morning, and my first thought was. 
I guess we all just have like a condition, right? Like <laughs> I, would, I was just assuming that the majority of women have a condition then. Hysteria. <laughs> yeah, that's it's treated with vibrators, ladies. That's yeah. how they treated it in the 1900s. Yeah. It's still how we're doing it now. Yeah, between vibrators and hard cocks, like nobody's complaining about hard cocks either. So yeah, like treat my condition, please. <laughs> <laughs> I want to meet the one woman is like, no, it's too hard. Too hard. It felt like concrete. <laughs> Couldn't do it. I wanted one that felt like a slug being laid into a very soft. I wanted a dick where I felt like it just it cried and then like, you know, was presented to me. Spaghetti, you know? If it sticks <laughs> on a wall, that's how you know it's good. <laughs> Same with dicks. Yep. I want a mag- magic wand that fell into a rope. Ah. Uh. <laughs> so we didn't introduce our guest. We have Hall of Famer Sarah J, porn star extraordinaire, onto the show. Welcome, Sarah. Thank you for having me on. Thank you for joining us. It's my pleasure. It's the apocalypse, and you're here with us. What? It's, this, <laughs> this makes us very happy. Yeah, right? What else is going to happen this year, you know? That's one of those questions that, you know, all the, uh, all the sitcoms that, you, that someone used to say, how much worse could it get? And automatically something would get worse. It's like, don't Definitely. say that. It's, we've already had mur- murder hornets. I don't want to see the sodomy geese. <laughs> I don't want to live to see the sodomy geese. I manage talent and the talent that I manage are like craving for a schedule. And I'm like, I, I can't help you. Like, who knows? The world might end by then. They're like, oh, when is this award show? When is that? I'm like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> you want to plan for things? Yeah, yeah we can't plan oh, this man. year. Like, there's no planning. Beginning of this, like, when everything uh, shut down, I think within a week of everything being on lockdown, my my agent called me. I do SciComm for a living, so I'm, I occasion- occasionally someone's like, all right, we're going to make a mistake and put you on the, on television. Uh, and, <laughs> like, my so my agent calls, and she's like, hey, we're just going to be dry for a while. Please keep yourself relevant for, like, the next year. <laughs> That's <laughs> That was like that was her advice. She was like, just please stay relevant. Just, you know, eventually things yeah. are gonna come through again. Please keep yourself in the public eye so people don't completely fucking forget who you are. Absolutely. That's all we can do is just throw ourselves out there online and hope people still like us when the world opens up again. I'm really lucky. Like I shot a bunch of stuff in 2019 for myself and all the talent that I managed. So we were good up until like now. Now we're going to have to start shooting again. But like we had enough content to get us through like all of this stuff and everything. So I still have some more content for like DVD projects and stuff like that. But like fresh new content, we need to start doing that. (laughs) So I know that there have been new standards that have come out within an adult community. Everybody on set getting tested for obviously, you know, the performers getting, you know, their regular tests, mm-hmm. but also getting COVID tests. Yeah. And I heard, I, and this was like a month ago was the last I checked. I don't know if it's changed. All the people on set had to have a COVID test every two days. Is that still the same? Has it changed? You know, different companies are doing different things right now. And as far as I know, most of the companies uh, in LA are doing every two days because because that's how often they can get their test back. Oh, man. But in Miami, we get our test back the same day. If you get a test before 12, you get it back by like six. 
So I'm just shocked because it feels like everywhere else has a backup. Well, that's because they're not government funded tested tests. We have to pay for them. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Right. So um, we've been getting them back the same day. So in Florida, they do it like the same day, but I haven't been working for any companies yet. I'm not really ready to do that. That's a lot of, I know a few people. Yeah. You know, you still have like a two week window of incubation period. So even if my test says I don't have it today, I could have it tomorrow from something that happened two weeks ago. So it's just like, it's very complicated when you start doing the math and stuff. But my production company, we had our own meeting after um, the Free Speech Coalition came out with their set of guidelines. And we kind of like went over the guidelines and tossed them about and decided what we were going to do. We decided to start shooting in pods when we felt comfortable. So we're going to start picking up in like September. What that means is that we're picking like a group of people. Everybody gets tested together. Everybody shoots together for a few days. And then we don't shoot for like two weeks. You guys are kind of doing the NBA bubble kind of way of doing this. I I respect that. You guys are keeping it all within one court. I like that. (laughs) That It's a way of keeping it safe. I thought for a second when you said, hey, we're shooting in pods, I was like, wait, I want to see this futuristic porn. (laughs) And you could also make it COVID porn. People, you know, banging with like a whole cutout of, of a hermetically sealed suit. I'll be honest. I've gotten so many requests for that. Right. Like I thought it was silly. Like I, w- I was like, ha ha ha. But no, I've actually gotten a lot of fans send me messages and emails and stuff. Like, when are you going to start shooting COVID porn, like with masks on and stuff? I think people want to find a, a, something that like that gives them a catharsis about the shit situation we're all in right now. And so seeing the scientists that, you know, seeing someone being like, and I'm researching really hard for a cure and I need to take this out. I need, I, I need to inject my hot load <laughs> of protein spiral, whatever, DNA into, yeah. It's awesome. Look, all I'm saying is that for a hot second earlier this year, everybody loved Love is Blind. People are now, you know, all for pod dating. Why not just, you know, recreate kind of like a love is blind scenario in a yep. porn? It doesn't have to include step siblings. I mean, maybe she ends up banging her stepbrother. Who knows? That's a plot oh twist. Oh, my God. But then like the middle wall, there's a glory hole. That's yeah. what I'm saying. There was the yeah. Japanese game show porn, in which I am still not sure if that was an actual stepfather or was it a stepfather or, or uh, an actual father? With ta- I don't know. And I don't want to know. We've seen some weird shit for this show. It was Japanese game show porn in which they won like a vacation or $10,000 and it was a family and was presented as though this was an actual father fucking his daughter oh, on no. camera. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. We suffer for our art. Right. You know, like I, I try not to fetish shame, but like that whole like family incest taboo thing. I will I'm not really it. into it, you know, like. Thank you. I'm kind of like actually maybe a little bit against it even, I think. I can understand if it was like a, a niche in porn, but I feel like you can't get away from it on the front yeah. page of any, like anything you're looking for. If like you type in anal, you type in threesome, you type in whatever. Like the first thing that comes up is anal step sibling, you know, threesome step. I'm like, ah! And, you know, I don't actually do any of those movies. I did one with the stepmom thing, and I was like, maybe it's okay because it's step. But I'll tell you, I felt so strange during the whole movie. I was like, I'm never going to do this again, and I never did another one. But they still label my movies like that anyway, even if it has nothing to do with stepmoms. Nothing in the movie that would suggest that it's this. It's just, let's put that label on. Let's let's SEO this thing into some stepmoms. I hate that. What I do like to do when it comes to a similar genre is like mom's best friend. 
or oh. like the neighbor, oh. you know, like I'm okay with that. A teacher. <laughs> she needs to borrow a cup of sugar. Stacy's mom right. kind of stuff. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. All I'm saying is there's so many political relevant topics we could be hitting on right now in porn. We don't need stepbrothers. We need post office porn. <laughs> right? Because post office people need love too. Right? <laughs> Bang a hero. Those are the true uh, men and women in blue. Yes, I love it. I love it. <laughs> Blow a post office uh, worker for our country. <laughs> USPS bang. <laughs> oh, my God. As long as I have their masks on, just, just you know, they are heroes. Oh, even better than that. Mail truck bang bus, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. And hey, with the dismantling of the post offices, there's probably going to be a, a, a former mail bus on the market soon that someone can take. That would be awesome. And then could take part of the profits and use it to try to keep the post office open. Oh, God. <laughs> this dystopia. Okay. So what we're saying is uh, if you ever need writers, hi. I know, right? You ladies are full of great ideas. I need to be taking notes right now. We'll script your weird <laughs> ass, uh, keep the post office office open porn yeah what is it what's their motto like sleet snow neither rain nor sleet nor gloom of night or large giant cocks showering us in cum (laughs) (laughs) honestly during the blm protest when they were at their peak i mean i don't understand why you didn't see like cop cuck holding by blm protester like trending on pornhub and then just you know getting fucked oh gosh you know what there probably was it's just like that's such a sensitive topic like i feel like we can't even make jokes about that yet you know like No, we made jokes about it yesterday. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I've I've seen some stuff and it's like, oh. Speaking of SEO, I mean, okay, so first off, Sarah, you're kind of like a mogul in the industry. You do it all and you've been around for, I mean, how long have you been in the industry now? 20 years. Damn. Yeah. Praise to whatever you're doing to keep the upkeep holding uh, going. I want your dermatologist numbers. (laughs) You know, I have to say, like, I haven't really done a whole lot. Like, I got my boobs done. I get a little Botox every now and then, but that's it. Yeah. Whatever you're doing, it's working. Sex, calm, lots of that. (laughs) (laughs) No, I, I really enjoy life. I don't have any kids. That's it. That's a secret. If you have kids, get rid of them. (laughs) (laughs) I am all in favor of post-birth abortion up to the age of 27. I think if someone is a shitty human at the age of 25, you get like a two-year warning. Like, look, you're not not working out. You have a two-year warning now. Get your shit together. It's like an expiration date. (laughs) I think people are like who they're going to be at 27. Like you're fully formed. You've, the jello hath set. And if you, you're not together by then, like, I'm sorry, we can just we, whatever the the chemicals are for an abortion we just into the neck there <laughs> look all i'm saying is that you know that there's certain people who are just not going to work out for society i mean let's be honest if you're 26 and a brony i mean <laughs> oh wow oh, right God. right no i agree to a certain extent but like i was just having this conversation the other day we actually society we need worker bees we need drones we need like people to just get in their little hamster wheel and just churn I mean, I like cheap labor, so yeah. <laughs> it's like as long as you are getting up, doing your 40 hours a week and not fucking
soaking up life for too many other people. I consider that yeah. someone who is who's does not need to be given the two year warning. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know, as long as long as like you said, as long as they don't fuck up life for anybody else. Yes. like we could let some waste of space live as long as they're not causing issues. You know, it's like I figure, <laughs> like, and I, I hate to use the term like waste of space. Like, who calls the waste of space? What if somebody is genuinely injured, ill, can't work? I'm talking about the people who are mm. making life shitty for at least one other human being Ugh. and just has not gotten themselves together and could. This is a very small slice of people. I This is a joke, obviously. No, if you could, but like, uh, there's a lot of people out there that like just don't care. Yeah. You know, they just don't care. They drink their big gulps and they shove their face in Frito pies and they laugh at like dumb shit like people getting kicked in the balls and (laughs) (laughs) but it's hysterical basically if you're mad at us joking about this or you know quote joking email us info two girls one mic i'll love to hear your emails (laughs) yeah it's like it's like idiocracy you see that movie idiocracy yes yeah that's what i always think about i'm like oh that's where we're going going i look no 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 no, no. this is where we're all wrong no Uh no you ladies are wrong and i will tell you why Uh because president camacho admitted when there was a problem (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Yeah, for sure. But also Terry Crews hates porn. So I I used to like Terry Crews and then I found out he thought porn was the devil and I'm like, we gotta cancel Terry now. And I mean I'm using the term cancel. No, I am right there with you a hundred percent. I'm like if you've seen any of my work, you know that I'm like probably very physically attracted to a man who might look like Terry Crews. And I was like solidly disappointed in that man. Yeah. I was like, why does he keep on putting his problems off on everybody else? Like, yeah. Just because you're addicted to porn doesn't mean that other people are going to be addicted to porn. It's like, this means you need to go through some, and I mean, I I have contention with the term uh, addiction when it comes to porn. We had uh, Medita on the show who's a porn researcher and she was talking about the fact that porn addiction is kind of bullshit. What Terry Crews needs to do or probably should do, it's like, I, I can't speak to whatever psychological issues he had with this, but what what would be good for him is to go through therapy and unpack all of the issues he had that are unhealthy with women and how he deals with the types of feelings porn gives him, not claim that porn is unhealthy for everyone else who can handle it in a healthful manner. Like a lot of people use porn as a supplement to their already healthy sex lives with their partners. The fact that he can't do that, that's on him. And it makes me, as you said, really sad because otherwise he seems like an okay guy a lot or did seem like an okay guy a lot of the time. Right? Yeah. And the more vigilant he is about like being against porn, the more I'm like, you've got a problem, sir. Because that's like all that passion that you have to be anti-porn. That is how much you're trying to repress your problem. Like, you know, he's, he's got a serious issue. Like I really believe he's, whatever his issue is with porn, it's serious. It's been wonderful watching him tweet about how he connects with his kids and how he's, you know, he's passionate about other issues. And like, I dig that side of him and I I don't want to quote cancel him. I want him to change about this, you know? And it's like, I don't know how to change someone who very clearly needs therapy on an issue and can't figure out he has to like, this is not a thing where the world has to change. This is a thing where he has to change. The world doesn't have to stop spinning around him. I think this kind of goes back to the religion issue. And I know we've brought it up a handful of times on this show. Let's make everyone mad today. (laughs) Yay! I'm all for it. We've talked about Ben Shapiro (laughs) making a kids' bop version of WAP. Let's go everywhere. 
But there was a study that came out, I want to say at least a few months ago. Don't quote me on it, but it was something along the lines of uh, when you asked actually, uh, let's say, a, you know, a portion of the population that identifies themselves as addicted to pornography, something ridiculous like 75, 80, 85% of participants, what they considered an addiction to porn was masturbating once a day. Oh, um, wow. I guess I'm a porn addict then. Right? <laughs> Audience, you're welcome for that info. The whole Terry Crews thing like frustrates me so bad too because I can't even watch anything that he does anymore because of his porn addiction, to be honest with you. I watch um, Lego Masters and he had an episode where he was on Lego Masters and I'm like, oh God, okay, maybe I'll just get through it. I'm trying to watch it. And he gets on there and he starts flexing his pecs. I'm like, wait, that's okay. But like, I don't, I don't know. I just feel like he sexualizes himself. Right. He wears no shirt on a frequent basis. He's flexing his pecs. Like, look at me, look at me. But then at the same time, like he's got all these issues with people having very natural sex on camera. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) One set of standards for me, not for thee. Exactly. If somehow this interview floats back into Terry Cruz's uh, very, um, I'm sure upset ears from hearing all this. We will welcome you back to the dark side. We would love to chit chat with you. We are we're not saying this out of anger at you, Terry. We're not trying to cancel you. We want to chat with you. We want to change your mind on this. It's just really frustrating because we I see him often when he does speak about this topic. He'll link to anti-porn sites, which are generally again religion-based, and yep. they're filled with a lot of misinformation. Unfortunately, which yeah. I. See all the time. So, yeah. Like when we started doing this podcast and like I'm, I I do SciComm for my day job. Like I'm normally writing about coronavirus for my day job and like explaining to people, no, porn is not addictive. It's generally not exploitative. Uh, People are there because they want to be. It's a fairly well from the inside. It's fairly well run industry. People who are claiming there's this huge addiction issue. I'm like, yeah, people are, are, you know, selling their televisions to go buy porn. Uh, (laughs) That's not a thing that's, it's not a thing that's happening. I also wonder like what the relationship is like between him and his wife, because like he is so vocal and so passionate about his issues with porn and just porn in general. I'm like, is his wife like cheering him on? Like, yeah, baby, get him. You know, like, or is she just like, this is, this is his soapbox. I don't know. You know, like, cause like if she's like behind him, like cheering him and like pushing him to like really like be even more anti-porn, that would kind of give us a little bit more insight on why he's so vocal about it, you know? But then it's like, wouldn't it be funny if his wife was like, nah, I don't know. I, when he's not looking, I still watch it. <laughs> <laughs> My guess is that because he's an adult human male and the year is 2020 and we all have access to this thing called the internet, he still definitely fucking watches porn. That's a thing that's happening. And yeah. I, I just, I'm just saying, Terry Crews, show us the search history. You know, I did an interview with Russell Brand for his show. And then like a nice. couple of years after that, he denounced porn too. I was like, <laughs> you know, I wasn't going to like get into it, but I may have sent him a tweet and was like, you know, I'm a little disappointed. <laughs> Bullshit. These people all watch porn. Like I, I just... Don't tell me you don't touch your dick. I'm sorry. You know you do. They're trying to get like a Disney contract or something oh, too God. sometimes, you know? Like, right. like maybe they just have to denounce porn because they, they were contacted by their agent. Their agent's like, yo, Disney just called. We're going to need you to like clean it up. 
someone's assistant watched Forgetting Sarah Marshall, I, you're in hot water. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I'm a talking head on the show on the Weather Channel, and they knew I had this podcast oh, when they nice. cast me on it. So who the fuck knows? Those cumulus clouds are getting wet. Ah, the uh, the show is called Weird Earth. It is on at 9 p.m. No, I watched it. Sunday- no, I love it. I had no idea. Glad you like the show. Anyways, we filmed last December and like it was just literally two days of shooting for every like panel and every individual person. Uh, and then they just like, I still have no idea what the show looks like because you need cable to watch it. So, okay. So I don't have cable either. When I go oh, to a how do you hotel watch though, ah, um, when I, I gotcha. go to a hotel, a lot of times hotels already have the TV turned on when you go in. Right. And a lot of times it's already on the weather channel and I'm too lazy to change it because ah. I'm not really used to having cable TV. Like I'm yep. just like, I'm on my phone. You you know, but I'll just leave it on. And I love weather. I have like, uh, my space is like all windows. So I sit here and watch weather go by like all day. So yeah, I'm like, Oh, this show's pretty good. I'm not even going to bother changing it. <laughs> so here's a secret. It's semi-scripted. So a lot okay. of the, like the suggestions that we're all throwing out saying, I think it's the, I think it's the, like they handed us most of those. And like, there okay. was one episode where I give a nutty suggestion for what the weather phenomenon is. And I'm not saying to the director, I'm like, I can't say this. This is so not <laughs> what it could possibly be. I have a master's degree. People right. who know me and who know I'm a scientist are going to look at me and go, what was she on when she suggested that? And like, I had to sit there and like trepidatious, but like they'd already recorded other people reacting yeah. to this thing. So they're like, you have to say it. I'm like, I have a cloud degree. I will get through this. <laughs> yeah, it was just... Oh, they tried to suggest that like a light pattern in the sky was possibly from a star that had broken free from a distant galaxy and was passing close to the earth. I'm like, you want me to suggest this with a straight face? Okay. I want somebody to come on the weather channel and be like, well, we think that this is manufactured cloud seeding, actually. <laughs> I almost swear that somebody suggested that for one of the things, but yeah, I honestly feel that like a lot of the wacky weather places get is like, I'm a conspiracy theorist a little bit. Like I definitely feel don't like sometimes, go down that rabbit hole. I beg of you to come back. I know. Like I, I just feel like sometimes somebody is making the weather at times, you know, it's one of those things where it is very easy to go down a conspiracy theorist rabbit hole because sometimes when things feel so big, instead of like, it is, kind of, uh, it's almost a comforting thing to think that there's someone in charge of it as opposed to going, this is just happening. You know, I live, I live in Florida. And so like, we're very familiar with oh. all like the weather and stuff that comes oh. through here and the, the Caribbean and all this stuff. I thought you were just going to end with, I live in Florida, period. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I think what made me really think like, I need to investigate this theory. is like, you know, Dominican Republic and Haiti share the same island. But Haiti gets like banged, like constantly banged. I, I can't help but think that like maybe the French are still mad. Here's the thing, there's, there's, I like that. That is a conspiracy theory I haven't heard yet. Yeah. Like, there's a really interesting uh, video actually from Vox of all places talking about how the history of the two and how one was kind of uh, – many hundreds of years of of fuckery on one side of the island left it destitute. So go and have, like, they both get hit with the same storms, but one has the infrastructure to keep it uh, going. Uh, You could even see the line through the island and one is like, 
brown. The other is is lush forest. So right. it's interesting to have a look at the. Uh, and I mean, here's the thing: those are the types of conspiracy theories that are really easy yeah. uh, for us to be like. There has to be an explanation for us. Right. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, like there is. It's just, we have to look. We have to ask a few extra questions sometimes. It's not so. the fact that the French are mad because the slaves revolted. <laughs> I mean, the French probably are mad because the slaves revolted because, you know, that's... <laughs> but they didn't do the weather. <laughs> but they have cigarettes in the Eiffel Tower. They've gotten over it. Yeah. <laughs> they have better cheese than anyone else. Like they, they, yeah. it's, oh God, I'm, I miss, I miss going places. Right. I miss there being an outside world that I, I miss my Korean days, but... You know, I just made a schedule or made a trip um, for Mexico because they're still letting us in as of today. But every day we get up and we check the travel website to see if it's still allowed. Can we still get into Mexico? <laughs> I live in, in the L.A. area and it's uh, like I just keep looking going, all right, where can I go to now? Like I my plan is like once I get immunity one way or the other, I'm like, that is what I'm allowed to travel again. And I have applied to my second uh, vaccine trial now. I'm just hoping, praying okay. that I get called to get one into one. I'm just like, give me those antibodies. Right now it's like Mexico and Turkey and like God. Jamaica. And that's kind of it, I think. Oh man. <laughs> I've kind of lucked out because I have a, a second passport. So that's Polish. Where are you from? New Jersey. So <laughs> that explains um, everything. No. But it's Poland, really. <laughs> It, it is Poland, but uh, right. I happen to have a Polish passport, and Poland is part of the EU, so yeah. I could go places. Do I want to go places? Fuck no. I think they would still make you quarantine for two weeks because you're they coming from here. Yeah, but at least you could get out of here and into a place that is taking uh, the virus seriously, if if you right. so chose. And they do take it seriously. My mom actually went to because. Medical stuff kind of sucks to pay for in the States. So, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So she went for knee surgery in Poland. And uh, what would cost here easily like 50 grand. She's doing it for five grand over there. Oh, my God. And she tells me that the police do come and check, you know, at random during yeah. the day to see if you are quarantining or not. Wow. My, my assistant's Ukrainian and her parents left in June. They were supposed to leave in April. They couldn't leave until June. When they did leave and they got to the Ukraine, normally they would stay in like the city and then like for a couple of days and then go home. They were told they had to go like right home and start checking in on an app. They had an app they had to check in like every hour or something. And um, one day Good. the app wasn't working because it's the Ukraine and yeah. things don't work sometimes. Too many bots. Corruption in Ukraine? I've never heard of that. Never heard of that, right? And then they did, they came knocking on the door, like the cops came knocking on the door, like, are you guys here? I would rather have a country be as strict as New Zealand than have what the fuck we have happening here. New Zealand, just after over a hundred days of not having a single case, had their first couple of community transmitted cases and they're locking down again for two weeks to try to stop it so that they yeah. can go back to having no restrictions at all. Can you imagine having no restrictions? I love New Zealand. Oh. Like I've always wanted to live there, but they don't let any, you know, you gotta, they, they've got to want you to move there, you know, for yeah. you to be able to move there. I'll be a hobbit, whatever they need from me. <laughs> I'll eat second breakfast every day. I keep on looking for like, you know, Maori prince to like, 
take me away. <laughs> Which countries are taking this seriously that I can somehow claim citizenship in? And it's it's not a not a long enough list, and not there aren't no, enough countries right? taking this seriously. So actually, this is a good segue into one of the things I wanted to talk about. So even if you wanted to visit New Zealand, you would have to kind of probably get a hotel. You wouldn't be able to get an Airbnb, Sarah. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So let's talk about this. So I know we have... Have you been a naughty girl? No, I haven't. I'm just like a naughty girl just all the time, not any one time specifically. (laughs) We like that about you. It's like that whole AI thing, you know? Apparently, Airbnb, so for those who aren't familiar, they actually, they own an AI tech company that discriminates against people in certain categories. Specifically, Mm -hmm. it includes sex workers, and it's based on unrelated social media posts and other online data. Actually, if you look at the patent itself, it stigmatizes not only sex work, and they in the patent itself, it says involvement in pornography, and it groups it with drug views, membership in hate groups, neuroticism, and narciss- oh, narcissism, Machiavellianism, and psychopathy. So uh, if you are a psychopath, uh, you're in the same... That's a, or narcissist? Yeah. That's weird, yeah. too. I didn't know all those words were in there. I wonder if from us having our podcast on Pornhub, if they'd be like, ah, and there are, of course, you know, like a promo pictures of us. I wonder if we would accidentally from the algorithm get banned from Airbnb. It's totally possible. I mean, it'd suck, but it'd be amazing. I had got on Airbnb, like maybe, I don't know, maybe like three or four times. I'd only rented a few times, but a lot of times when we travel for these conventions and stuff, you know, I'm traveling with my cameraman, my security man. I got two cameramen, I got a security guy, and then um, all my talent and everybody. It's just easier if we all stay in one place. Then we, yeah. I rent a van, and then we all take the van from the spot to the to the convention. It just yeah. makes sense as opposed to like renting out like an entire floor of a hotel or something, you know? Yeah. So um, I'd only gotten it a couple times, and. Um, I went to do it again and like just wouldn't let me log into my account. And I just, I figured it was like a glitch or maybe I forgot my password or something. I don't know. And so I had my cameraman get the rooms for the next like two years. (laughs) And so I didn't even pay any attention to it. And then one day I was like, you know, I've got time today. Let's see what's going on with this Airbnb account. And I start poking around and sending customer service emails and stuff. And they reply back to me and they're like, we need you to take a picture of your face, front facing left, facing right, holding your ID, holding the newspaper. What? It was like eight, maybe eight different pictures. And I sent all the pictures in like, okay, that's fine. And I had no idea because I had no complaints on the ones that I did, you know, like nobody complained and there was no issues or anything. And I also did not shoot in any of them. I didn't do any, like literally, Wow. I didn't do anything. So it was like, not that anybody had a complaint or anything. So then they just came, come back at me and they say like, we're, we have the right to close your account, basically make long story short. And I kind of tried to fight Ooh. it for a second and throw some lawyers at them and stuff. And they were just like, terms of service. We can do that. I mean, it's a thing where, yeah, a private company can have whatever their TOS is. But like, that's kind of fucked up because you're you're discriminating against someone on the basis of their job. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like like on some, how is that legal? Yeah. 
You know, Tinder does the same thing to me, to be honest with you. Like, Wait, I, Tinder? Yes. I, I mean, I'm single and I like to mingle and I live in Miami. Girl. And sometimes I like to meet new people. You know, it's a little bit of a challenge for me to meet new people in person because soon as, like, I'd rather them get to know me first. Yeah. And because everybody has like all these like preconceived notions. And so, so I thought, yeah. well, you know, mm-hmm. I'll join Tinder if for nothing else for shits and giggles of swiping. It's just fun. All my friends are sitting around swiping. I'm sitting nice. there looking at Instagram and everybody else is looking at Tinder when we go to a new city. They're like, oh, new city, let's look at Tinder. And I'm like, I'm looking at IG, you know? So <laughs> I, I got a Tinder account and um, I signed up. I was, remember I was in bed. I was like, it was like maybe like two o'clock in the morning or something. I signed up for Tinder. I put some pictures on there, put a couple of professional pictures, nothing risque or anything. Maybe like a front shot of a bikini, when, but like it was not professional. It was like from my camera phone when I was in Curacao. And uh, I put in some headshots, you know, some like some things to show personality, you know, goofing off with friends and stuff. And yeah. by morning, my account was down, and yeah, they were like not having it. I tried to get my account back. Ooh, that's you know? messed up. I'm angry for you. <laughs> my former roommate is a stripper, and she's never like I don't know if it's because she's on the li- like right on the line of stripper that her pictures are acceptable. She's managing to like the algorithm is just picking her up as bikini model, but like the same pictures will get taken down if the algorithm spikes you as sex worker uh, and won't be taken down if they decide to categorize you as bikini model. Right. And, you know, it also could have been somebody complaining and saying, like, this was a fake because maybe somebody just doesn't believe that uh, I'm on Tinder. <laughs> that happened to Sharon Stone. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, like. Girl's they, lonely. It's been a while since Cruel Intentions. Right. I also want to just browse. I just want to flick left and right. You know, can I not just browse? <laughs> like, I want to see what's out there. Yeah. I mean, looking over my friend's shoulder, it's like, mm, you should go left with that one. Go right with that one. <laughs> it's window shopping. Yeah. It's fun. It's frustrating because, you know, these sites, I know like Airbnb, people have said that uh, Airbnb has accused porn stars of engaging in activities that pose a risk. It's like, what's the risk? Too much lube? I think if that's the case, like, shouldn't that be like the homeowners like that would take action on that, like through Airbnb? Like, I think that if a porn star is staying at a dwelling and there is no complaints, it shouldn't be an issue. Don't get me wrong. If someone is shooting something commercial, whether it be for a weather channel or for Bang Bros, they should have commercial rates. Absolutely. But if someone just wants to spend the night in a goddamn house because it's more cost efficient than staying at a hotel, Mm -hmm. who cares? Just do it. Let them do it. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, like luckily there's other rental services out there that I've given my business to over the past few years. You know, I love those kind of things because it's great. Like I took for my birthday, I'm like such a big kid for my birthday. I took a group of like 10 of my friends to Orlando in like a big like church van. And then we rented this huge house (laughs) and then we went to Dave and Buster's and we went to Epcot. It was great. But like, you know, we had this great big, huge house just goofing off, you know, playing card games and stuff. Like, why can't I live like a regular human, huh? (laughs) Because <laughs> you have this job that makes Terry Crews sad. Uncomfortable. Oh, Terry, so uncomfortable. Because the SEO attached to your name might be MILF or cum guzzler. I'm sorry. Ooh, <laughs> or both. <laughs> cum guzzling MILF, maybe. Indeed. <laughs> 
So actually, that brings me to another thing I want to talk about. So, okay, I mentioned before, you are a mogul. You have your own production company, Wideside Productions, correct? Yeah. Ooh, you said it right in everything. Every, like, <gasps> I had, of course, I had to spell it weird, so everybody th- throws everybody off, but it's W-Y-D-S-Y-D. Thanks for saying it right. Uh-huh. What's the worst pronunciation you've heard? Weedy CD, I think. Like, <laughs> I was like, oh, not quite. <laughs> So one of the things I've seen, actually, is you've done interviews regarding, actually, SEO and different terms. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, like, you've actually made the arguments, and this is what I found so interesting, of why, for example, porn should keep the term interracial, Mm. and what interracial has historically meant in porn, which... If you think about it, I never thought about this before, but let's start from the beginning. Sarah, if you could explain to our audience, what does interracial in the mainstream mean? Not what it should mean, but what do they think it means? Right. Well, people of different ethnicities. That's that's what interracial normally means in like the world. But when you look at it on porn, it means a black man and a white woman historically. Yeah. I have been working with um, and supporting the BIPOC Collective and a lot of other groups within our industry to try to change some of these dialogues and to really, um, you know, kind of review everything that we do when it comes to everything from race, uh, when it comes to like wages and just everything that we do. And one of the things that um, I am focused on is the fact that this term interracial is gotta be reformed. Like I've got two awards over there on the shelf for best interracial performer. And I'll be honest with you, even though I'm honored that people thought highly of me to like, give me that, that means that I was the best white lady at fucking a black guy, you know? And like, that feels kind of like a weird award to have. I appreciate your introspection on that. It's kind of weird, right? Like, okay, thanks. Like there's no like, hey, you're the best Chinese person for banging a Mongolian. I don't know. (laughs) Right. So um, I've got nothing. You know, to like, to like not lose this kind of like genre in general, because it is something that people look for and it is something that people are attracted to. And it is, this is going to sound so corny, but I'm just going to say it. I've always been really into like people of different ethnicities coming together to have sex because not only is it pretty to me, but I also feel that like, it's like a symbol of like real love because that was like, you are overcoming whatever like, you know, traditions and weird background problems that you've had and like all of the history, like, you know, when you see like a a Jew and a German having sex, I mean, we can't see it, but you can see it when it's like a black person and a white person, or even like a Latin person and a black person or an Asian person and a white person. It's like, oh, they're stepping out of, you know, that's hot to me. It's just like a thing. So I personally feel like, just getting rid of this genre is like not beneficial to anybody involved. But if we expand the term to mean all of these different ethnicities, you know, a Croatian, like you said, and a Mongolian or like, you know, a white uh, European and uh, Latina, you know, like this should mean like 
all of these different people, like non-homogenousness. <laughs> An Iraqi dude and a chick from Australia. Yeah. I mean, we've got everything. Absolutely. I'm curious of expanding it, Will, because uh, I know that there's a pay disparity whenever you have a, a, you know, a white woman having sex with a black man in porn. There tends to be a large pay gap there. Between We're not the doing that anymore. And the, That's really Oh. Oh, oh well, that. here's a question. You're not doing it? No, or I've never is done the it. Industry? I've, never, okay. I've never done it. Like, Good. I, That's I, awesome. I feel, I feel like for like a lot of these things that we're discussing now um, that we would like to change within the porn industry, these are all things that I've already been doing since day one. Yeah. Like, I've never accepted a dollar more for having sex with anybody outside my ethnicity. I would never offer anybody any more money for, for that. I think that's ridiculous. Like it blows my mind at how this can be happening ever. We know of one performer who will not do an interracial scene unless there's like a certain extra percentage above uh, the black performer. And it's, mm. you know, I would be okay if you want to start charging by the inch, <laughs> you know, if that's the, if that's the problem, then like charge by the fucking inch, you know? But like this whole like different ethnicity thing, like I'm just gonna say that every girl who's ever slept with dread, <laughs> I, their children are not gonna have to worry about how to pay for their grandchildren will be fine right? with paying for college. Those extra dollars went towards crutches first. <laughs> I've got a lot of um, black male friends, dark skin, black male friends, people of color, men of color, especially. I've got a lot of friends within the industry and you know how terrible they make them feel. I mean, of course they're not going to just show it, but you know, that makes them feel like shit when they know that this twat that they have to lay pipe to, yeah, that this twat is getting paid extra to fuck him. It's ridiculous. Especially if, in this case, we've you know heard the rumors that she will only do it if there's like a premium on top of, of the normal rate. And it's like, really? Like, why would... I, I'd look at it and go, I don't even want to do the scene if that's what it takes for you to want to have sex with me. Like, Not mm. at all. And, and then the guy has to take like Viagra or something because he knows that this chick does not want to have sex with him. You know, there's mm -hmm. no chemistry he can create there. There's nothing that he can do to make her feel good. It's a horrible situation and this shit's got to stop. And the same with the yeah. ladies too, because a lot of um, women of color, they've historically gotten paid much lower rates than white women. Oh, and Jesus. the producers and the directors always say like, oh, it's because like their product doesn't sell as well and stuff. But the thing is, is if you're a white company selling white products and you try to sell a black lady, guess what? Yeah. It's not going to sell. Like, I'm shocked. You have to create a market for it. There's definitely a market for it. Like, there's there's no for way sure. there's not. And if and if there's a smaller uh, amount of of that product of uh, porn with women of different ethnicities being produced, it's probably going to sell at about the same rate per video as the porn of white women. So I'm not sure why that's not. I'm not sure why that isn't being seen by the people producing it. Yeah, there's a lot of conversations going on right now that have really needed to happen for like a long time. I'm so glad that they're happening. Happening. I just hope that there's enough people out there listening. You know, they, we can have as many meetings as we want, as many seminars as we want, but it's like the people that really need to hear this shit, they're not showing up, I feel like, sometimes, you know? They just have to make the porn. <laughs> like, you know, that's kind of like been what the outcome has been to a lot of these seminars and meetings I've gone to is that we need to just empower our black performers and our people of color, the, you know, indigenous people of color to start creating their own content and creating a market for their own stuff because 
still some of these companies are not going to do it, you know? I mean, at the end of the day, being the owner of your own content is always going to be the most powerful, but it sucks and you shouldn't... It's very frustrating that in order for an industry to change, you have to take the change into your own hands. And unfortunately, in this case, you have to do it. And maybe quarantine is, there is a silver lining in this yeah. where everybody kind of is forced to take their content into their own hands. Mm -hmm. But it's really frustrating that, look, devil's advocate, I know that there are some people who say, well, you know, maybe, you know, she should be paid more for her first IR scene because, you know, uh, people are willing to pay more. It's like, no. That, but see, that's got to stop all the way around. The people that are paying more, exactly. they got to stop doing that. And the people got to quit asking for it. It's ridiculous. Exactly. At the end of the day, it should just be treated like any other scene. And actually talking about scenes and things that should change within the industry, this is something I didn't know until earlier today when I was talking to another performer. And Sarah, maybe you could comment on this. But so I know that girls, when they, you know, are booked for certain scenes are told ahead of time, like, oh, this is going to be a gangbang scene. Oh, this is, they need anal. They need right. X, Y, and Z from this specific yeah. scene. But they don't tell you kind of like the plot and the SEO. And like how this is going to be a stepmom scene. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is going to be a scene in which we're going to utterly humiliate you with the plot. Are you cool? With and then you don't know until you show up. Yeah. And you know, it's this has been like a big topic at a lot of the seminars that I've been going to and stuff. And a lot of these seminars, you know, they really revolve around racial issues. But when you sit there and listen to them, they're actually issues that most of us have in some way, shape, or form. Like a lot of the people of color have complaints about just what you said. Like, you know, they come to do a scene and then it's labeled like fucking my black bitch or something like terrible, you know? You're like, yikes. Oh. And yeah, and you're like, I, you know, a lot of people are not going to want to sign up for that movie to, you know, perform in that movie if they know what the title Wait, is. Wait, what? You're like, I was told there would be chicken and fish on the menu today, not fucking my black bitch. This is going <laughs> to... Right. Right. Bait and switch. So, you know, um, one of the solutions that we've come up with as far as my company, Wideside, is that we've developed a list of like keywords that like mm. basic SEO. And, you know, when we start shooting again, the talent will be able to go through that list of SEO fairly quickly and just circle the words that they feel comfortable being called. So no matter how many times I sell that scene, no matter how many times I repurpose it or cut it up, chop it up, screw it, throw it around, but no matter how many times I do that, I'll have the words that that performer would prefer to be described as, you know, gotcha. some performers don't want to be described as black. Some performers don't want to be described as ebony, you know, and like I'm a white lady and I need to be considerate. Even things that I think might be okay. Guess what? Other people might not be comfortable with that. And I want everybody to be comfortable. And at the end of the day, I mean, so when it comes to marketing and SEO, there's two ways to look at it. I mean, number one, there are certain things where if you're a performer, you have to be able to be okay with certain terms being associated with your name. So for example, cum guzz, like ivory cum guzzler, <laughs> like, let's be honest, I am white as shit. Right. Like that's her porn name. Yeah, that's great. I love it. I didn't even need my first pet's name and street name that I lived on. It's, it's Ivory Cum Guzzler. That is my name. Hey, hey, yeah. it's um, Ivory Mick Cum Guzzler. Fair. <laughs> Put in the Irish that I never had. Well, maybe once in me. Um, <laughs> hey, hey. But 
there's certain words that you have to get comfortable of. Hey, I wouldn't describe myself like this on a regular resume, you know, f- applying for a job. But yeah. for if I'm going to be in porn, these are terms I'm going to have to be associated with. But do you have to really? Like, let's put the power in the performer's hands. You yeah. know, like, I feel like even though you're cool with being Ivory Cum Guzzler, she might not be cool with being Ivory Cum Guzzler. And she just wants to be pretty, pretty princess. And I understand. But what if pretty, pretty princess doesn't have as much SEO power? What if Ivory Cum Guzzler gives you 10 times as many clicks, hypothetically? And we go with boobs. Okay. So what I'm saying, (laughs) so what if it's a 21 year old who doesn't, for instance, does not want to be under barely legal porn, that kind of thing. Like that's, I think that's the kind of thing that you like go with what the performer, like if, you know, their wishes, like I would prefer to have this categorized under, you know, double penetration anal as opposed to step sibling or barely legal. Like I'm always pushing for cougar, like throw me a cougar. I like a cougar. I like a MILF. Stay away from mom, stepmom, mommy boobs. Nope. I want nothing to do with any of those words. But I would like to make those choices too, just as much as like a person of color wants to, you know, make their choices. There's things that I would prefer not to be called if we could, if I I could choose that. You know, you can go with my tits, you can go with my ass, you can go with like a lot of other things, big nose even. I just don't like to be associated with mom or mommy boobs. Basically let everyone decide how they want their porn to be categorized in a way that makes them feel like they're connecting with the audience they want to. Yeah. And not only that, but it also changes the power dynamic too. Um, You know, there's always been this like power dynamic of the producer and the director, they've got all the control and you just show up and you're just a vagina and you're getting paid and you're like, thank you for paying me. And I hope you hire me again, sir. Once you change that power dynamic and you kind of get people a little bit more voice and a little bit more involved, I think that makes everybody a little bit happier and the performance should be a little bit better and the product should be a little bit better because every, and they're going to promote it a little bit better too. So maybe that'll make up for some of that SEO because they're going to promote it because they were proud that they were part of the project, you know? That's a good point. I think what it comes down to is for me at the end of the day is that we should allow performers, you know, regardless of whomever they are, to have some input regarding the SEO. In my opinion, I would probably take a different approach instead of saying, hey, circle the terms you're comfortable with. I'd probably give them like a 17 pages and say just like, what do you not like? <laughs> but, you know, on the, on the flip side of that Where's point, your hard no? <laughs> I, I just saw a seminar and Lexington Steel was on it. And, you know, I, I just admired his response, like, so well to this. He was like, I am a BBC. I own that. Yes, he does. I mean, he is the BBC. He was like, I am fine with that. He's like, I took that label and that tag. He's like, granted, you know. I know that I'm more than a BBC, but the thing is, is like, I've taken that title. And when you look, when you think BBC, you think of me, you know? And I was just like, yeah. He's not wrong. Yeah, no, you're not (laughs) wrong. He's like, I wear it like a badge of honor, like pride. And I was like, yeah, that's, I mean, some words that you, I feel like you should just own and be like, yes, I am Ivory Cum Guzzler. And then, (laughs) you know? (laughs) This is going to be my new secret, like, like my password for, or my, my secret code name for Alice. It's awesome. Going to walk up to her <laughs> conventions, but I want people to not know what we're talking about. Ivory Cum Guzzler. <laughs> the chicken is in Piccadilly Circus. It's already on my future headstone. She's already paid for it. <laughs> we'll need to figure out a horrible one for me. We'll get there. Oh, man. But... 
I think that's great that you allow people to have that input and that uh, you're having these conversations within the in-, in the industry because they need to be had. Mm-hmm. Even when it comes to, you know, going back to, you know, the types of scenes that people are doing, it's important. You gave one example, but another example I heard before was, you know, there was a girl who, uh, there's definitely women in the industry who can relate to this, a girl being, uh, not realizing that she's shooting for like ghetto bangers not realizing oh. what it's for. The agency oh, doesn't say yeah. or ask. It's a four-hour flight. You show up and then, you know, you don't want to say no because yeah. then you lose a pl- you could potentially lose the place you're staying for the night. Yeah. Yeah, for no sure. No one wants that. There's so many things or so many times when that comes up and, you know, you've got things on the line. Like, what if this director shoots for 15 other sites? Now you just asked yourself out of, like, work of, like, a whole corner of the industry, you know? Oh, man. Yeah. I've been very fortunate, you know, and I will go ahead and just say it. I hate using this term, but it is what it is. I've been very fortunate to have my white privilege and to be able to be like, nope, I'm not doing that. Because I know that there's plenty more work for me, whereas a person of color, because historically there's been less work for, you know, people of color, unfortunately. And so I feel like they're a little bit more like, I better take this or I might not get more work. And it's a really shitty situation. But the thing is, is that we're having these discussions and we're working on changing things and it's not going to be easy. And change is never like super comfortable. Even within my company, I know little silly things like this, this little SEO thing that I mentioned and having them circle the keywords that they're interested Mm -hmm. in being called. That's going to have to change my entire workflow. I know that sounds crazy, but I don't mind doing it, but we will change the entire workflow because normally I just dump off all this content to my editor and he puts it up on the site and then he comes up with the words himself. So I'm going to have to figure out a way to give him a document with that of like what we are SEOing this as, you know, so it just, it changes the workflow, but these are things that need to change. And I feel like um, not just myself, but other production companies are totally capable of doing this. And these are changes that need to happen. Absolutely. And that's the thing. People, I feel like, are more, they don't pull this on you even as much when once you become a name, like when you have like 200,000 followers plus on Twitter, they don't really pull this on you. But then, you know, before that, they absolutely will because they're like, well, we know you need the money. and Yes. You're trying, you know, you're trying to break into this. And they will also treat people differently too. And just, they definitely push buttons with different people. There's companies that I've worked for in the past years and years and years that may have even helped make my name what it is today. And I will not work for any longer because even though they didn't do, and all these years, this was my justification. I would see scenes that they put out with other company or other people. And I would be like, Mm. well, they've never done that kind of shit to me. Like they would never, ever do that to me. But now I'm like, I can't really support that either. You know, just because they know better than to pull some like racial shit on me or to like switch up the storyline too much on me. 
that doesn't mean that it's not happening. And I know that it's yeah. happening. So I can't really support that, you know, and I feel a little bit like guilty for, you know, yeah. being part of that fuckery in the past. At some point, it was easy to turn a blind eye when shit was happening in, in our respective industries. And it's like now, like when things keep coming out, like in the last few years with the Me Too movement, it's much harder to look away when we find out that people are problematic, uh, so yeah. to speak, in our fields. Like I said, it's also a big part of it is because like I'm at a really good place now. I have my own production company. I don't really need to work for a lot of other companies. So I can kind of be like, whatever. I look back on it now and I kind of wish I would have said something earlier. Like I don't really need to be a part of this production company because they don't treat other people fairly and they make light of situations that um, shouldn't be made light of. You know, one of the big things that uh, we've been talking about recently a lot is police brutality, right? It's not really that funny in porn when you've had a gun held to your head or when somebody you know has died at the hands of police like unjustly or even justly period it's not as entertaining you know and it and his cop holds up girl and then they have sex still a uh, trope uh, used in porn yeah and i think that kind ah. of like I think that kind of should stop a little bit you know like we need to turn the tables use all those cop outfits and fuck the cops Right. Literally, <laughs> we are rife for cop pegging porn. I'll, honestly, I kind of liked what you said. Let's turn this frown upside down. And if we're going to do cops, let's award them for being good cops and being good heroes. You said that before. And I'm like, that's not necessarily a bad idea. That's better than, you know, some sort of crazy manipulation and, and all this brutality. Cops that get kittens out of trees. <laughs> the cops that say, it's all right. You can keep your bag of weed. Hold on. I need to go save this kitten. They get right. sex. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I like this. I like it too. I think that's way better. You know, hold um, on good cop, man. I'm going to reward your behavior of actually protecting and serving with this nice, wet, sloppy blowjob and this wet ass <laughs> pussy. Right. Yes. Yes. Wet ass pussy for the cops who are good. Yes. <laughs> Finally, this is how we change public perception. Wet ass right because it's like what, what are all these porn companies gonna do with all these police uniforms now that we're trying to do right <laughs> we're gonna have moral lessons in all of these like what the person who had a busted taillight you won't pull them over and be like hey sir just want to let you know your taillight's out have a good evening yeah and then we go find officer schmidt's house like the next day and we knock on the door in like a sexy little dress like i just wanted to thank you you know for letting me know my taillight was out so i could be a more productive citizen sir also yeah. here's your below job we can help give some lessons to some police officers on sensitivity okay so that's a very actually a very good point like i personally feel like what we do in pornography puts these little seeds of thought into people's brains that we end up just creating the changes that we want to be. And so if you're putting these little seeds of like bad thoughts in there, why can't we put little seeds of good thoughts? You know, just like you just said, let's instigate some cops to be good cops. Like, hey, maybe, <laughs> maybe if I only give her a warning, maybe she'll come and find me tomorrow at my normal donut shop and, you know, give me a blowy in the parking lot. We're trying to be the change we want to see in the world. Yes, absolutely. Like that's literally one of my life's like mottos. Like I try to do that with everything. If your porn production company does not put out a porn with this, I will be very like within the next like <laughs> two years, I'll be very sad. I just I want to see this. Yes. No, it should be great. Look, all I'm saying is as, as a small business owner, I've been screwed by UPS, but not literally on camera yet. So 
<laughs> Take one for the boys in blue, and by which I mean the U.S. Postal Service. Right? right. I we need to appreciate them more. Oh yeah, their uniform is so distinct with those shorts and the knee-high socks and the stuff. <laughs> they're bringing you a big package. It's going to be two weeks late, but it's worth waiting <sighs> for. And they're going to bring it into a rural area where no one else is going to go. They'll go through the bushes for you, <laughs> through the weeds. <laughs> It's great. Um, I love this. I'm telling you guys, I'm going to write this stuff down when I get done with this interview. <laughs> Please do. Anytime. We keep hoping that someone's going to hire us to be porn writers. Just one, one day. It'll we, never be Leroy Myers. Yeah, we're about to say. Sarah we, keep, we keep begging. <laughs> All we're saying is if you've ever wanted someone who could take a headline and turn it into a porn. I love it. I love we it. We might be able to do it. Not necessarily, but sometimes. Yeah. We're not saying we'll be good at it. We're just saying we can do it. <laughs> it's like, what's the latest thing in the news? Goose attacks child. This is not going to go well. Right, right, right. No, I've always felt that like porn should make you laugh too. You know, like it's funny. Like, you know, there's definitely eroticism to it. You know, you can be like all sexy about it and stuff. But come on, I've got a big nose. It's funny. <laughs> I contour the Jew right out of my nose before ah, this podcast starts. Awesome. Like you can tell I am a tribes member when there is no contouring happening here. Wow. So I'm I'm on that same team with you, my friend. But here's the thing. <laughs> so porn is funny and you have a actually there's so many people we have within the porn world that, you know, go into comedy. What we haven't seen yet, we have not seen comedians go into porn. We have I not know. seen the reverse. I've tried to talk some comedians into it. I'm like, come on. Do a stand-up bit before, like, they bone. The comedians <laughs> that we know are far too damaged to get into porn. Oh, wow. Just, That's just saying. <laughs> just, I say this as a comedian. Right? <laughs> we're, we're too fucked up. To th we're, like, someone would be like, no, take off your clothes, and we would start crying, and we're done. Like, no, no, no. <laughs> they wouldn't even ask you of that. They'd be like, no. Just be a stand-in, be the neighbor, be the brother's best friend. Oh, the non-sex role. Yeah, the non -sex fall asleep on the couch. Oh, I would do that. Right. Again. But like, yeah, can you picture, like how many, think about every comedian you know and how fucked up they have to be to get that funny and think about them like trying to hold it together on a porn set. I have Some like six of, them, of those maybe. people. Yeah. Like, right. I'm just saying we're too fucked up for porn. I was going to say, I think a lot of comedians would be like super distracting on a porn set too, because it would just be so funny, you know, like the guy be trying to get his dick hard and everybody's laughing, you know, <laughs> there were like six little things that went into this podcast starting, but like I would be watching a porn with my husband and, you know, they have like even the ones with like little plots. I just would keep making comments about it because I thought they were hysterical and he'd be yeah. looking at me like, honey, the mood. And so now, here's the thing now, because he kind of appreciates what happens on this podcast with us, you know, reviewing porn and being snarky about it, he'll pick one with a plot and like he's waiting for my weird little commentary. I'm like, yes, I have trained him. <laughs> I think porn's hilarious when it's done well. I do too. I think it's funny. I really think it's funny. And most of my scenes, like whether I'm it's for my own company or for another company, I can't help but give like some really funny porn dialogue, you know, like nice. it's just what comes out, out of my head. That's, I, and I think the whole thing is hilarious, you know, like I have a hard time making like super erotic, passionate, sensual porn. It's a little challenging for me. <laughs> there are a bunch of people in a room. There's a guy who's his first time ever holding a boom mic over someone who's has things spread wide for jizz to be fired at it. Like that's a funny moment in your life, no matter what. And, and then you hear, 
it's funny, you know? Uh, it's, I, I feel like if you can't laugh at, at, at sex, what can you laugh at? Totally. I'll be honest. Like, I laugh a lot during my personal sex, too. Like, I don't really have, like, serious sex very often, if ever. Like, I think sex Same. is fun. Like, I, I like you know, let's try this and let's try that. And, oh, that's funny. And like, uh, you know, how's that feel? Like, I just think things are funny, you know? You get a couple headbutts in. Totally. Ow. <laughs> <laughs> or like balls on your nose or something, you know? <laughs> they have, you know, they have to rest somewhere. Um, Absolutely. So, okay. You've been in this for 20 years. What's the craziest, funniest, weirdest scene you've ever shot? Okay, so like um, I, I got a couple that just like popped off my head. Like most annoying, I guess, was the first one that like came to me came to mind. It's like, and as a producer, I'm like even more mad now that I'm a producer now. I'm like, how did you? Oh, you guys suck. Um, we shot a scene in LA and it was in March. And in March in LA, it's still kind of chilly. It's chilly yeah. in LA. Yeah. yeah. And uh, our call time was like 8 a.m., so that means I'm like out of makeup at like nine nine thirty, and um, we're going to be in a pool outside. Uh, so f- first of all, it's cold. Like okay, it, that this does not make any sense. It's like a guy. It's a boy girl scene, so he's got to get his dick to work in cold water, and uh, I have to actually tread water while sucking his dick, which this is already terrible. Like this is just terrible. Like every part of this is just a bad idea. And then the fact that we're starting at nine thirty in the morning you know, the sun, it moves, <laughs> you know? So like, and then there's like this big wall of rocks. So like the pool is like here, there's this like big wall of rocks oh and the sun moves this way. So like, you know, once about 1030 happens, the sun is like gone and there's like no more sun anymore. Now it's even colder <laughs> and, and they have to keep changing the lights. So now this scene that should take like, you know, two hours, two and a half hours is taking like six hours because we have to keep changing the light and the guy's dick keeps shriveling up and it's not his fault because the water is cold. They want his feet in the water. I'm like, every time his feet touch the water, his dick shrivels up. So, um, yeah, that was like one of the most annoying scenes ever. And then on top of that, like my part, which was annoying to me was probably the least of the problems. I'm treading water the whole time, sucking dick. Like, like I'm, I, the water's too deep for me to like stand. And so I'm like literally like trying to bob my head and tread water and suck dick. And I, I would definitely accidentally bite something like that feels like a recipe for chafing. Like, yeah, it was just, it was fucking horrible. And I'm just so like the older I get and the more experienced I get, I'm like, that was fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing and awful. I also saw a turd pop out of somebody's butt once. Oh, yeah, like, like what context? Like not anal. Like like I think <gasps> they were choking on dick. Yeah. And you saw the turd exit the asshole. Like just a little one, like shoot across the room. Yeah, like they coughed, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. It was just I'm just picturing like projectile pooping. No, no, it was just like a little nugget, like boop, boop. Yep. <laughs> little. You can't tell me that's not funny. That's amazing. <laughs> Like, I want to know what reflex in someone's body. Like, where did the dick go to make that happen? Like, the mouth. I just, like, <laughs> like they were, she was choking on dick and it went boop, out her butt. Oh my God. Yep. Projectile, projectile he was making poop. M&Ms. <laughs> I love you and you need to stay at our girl squad. It's oh my God. projectile pooping. <laughs> so if you want to watch the video version of this conversation and here is discuss projectile pooping again. We have patrons and we have supporters. Oh, awesome. 
I'm on Patreon. I just started that. Yay. Hopefully Yay. they don't kick you off. Yeah. Uh, I'm crossing my fingers. Yeah. They're being weird nowadays. They're like, yeah, we're looking at stuff you're doing outside of Patreon. I'm like, I'm not comfortable with that. Oh, geez. No. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to be product. a good girl on here. It's, right? Uh, I've got good, I've got like non-porn things I do. I just started a CBD company. So, you know, nice. I've got non-porn stuff in my life. I put clothes on sometimes. <laughs> you have clothes on right now, ma'am, and they look lovely. <laughs> so if you want to go see the video, full video version of this, as well as interact with us, leave us questions, comments for upcoming guests, head on over to patreon.com slash two girls on mic or just two girls on mic.com and hit the support button. Uh, but that said, this week, we want to thank Mike Roberts, Brett Lyles, Phil Thompson, Megan in Australia, Patrick Adamo, Michael Gadd, Barry Lynn, Peter... Connor Cunningham, Bonnie, Rich Wendling, Aiden Ferenstock, Dave, Raddy, Howard Lee, Dale Stringham, and many, many others. If you want to become a patron, patreon.com slash twogirlswithmike or twogirlswithmike.com. But that said, Sarah J, thank you so much for coming on the show. This has been hysterical. It was a pleasure. We ha- I had fun. You've been a blast. Yay! Where can our <laughs> listeners find you? Oh, you know, like, of course, social media, Sarah J, triple X on Twitter, the underscore real underscore Sarah underscore J at Instagram because they're haters. Um, and then, of course, if you want to find like the one stop shop for everything Sarah J, SarahJlinks.com, that'll take you to my official site. That'll take you to my OnlyFans, all kinds of places to buy porn and CBD and t shirts and strokers and everything. Amazing. Yvette, where can our listeners find you other than their hotel rooms on the Weather Channel? I'm getting there. Uh, you guys can find me at the Cybabe on Twitter and Instagram and over at facebook.com slash where once a week I'm doing live streams trying to explain the COVIDs, the world, and, you know, what wet-ass pussy means to uh, Ben Shapiro's wife. Uh, it's Alice. Where can, where can people find you and all the podcast things? Guys, you could find me at Ivory Cum Guzzler on Pornhub. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what? Hashtag goals. <sighs> oh, you let me know if you want to make that dream come true. <laughs> oh, thank she, you. She'll be gentle. <laughs> but seriously, you guys can find me at Rational Blonde on Twitter. Uh, you guys can find the show on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at TJOM Podcast, and of course on our Patreon. As always, subscribe to the show. Tell your friends, your family, maybe not your family, uh, but tell people you know and like to listen. No, tell to your it. grandma. <laughs> you know she's into this shit. She'll love it. She really will. She's like, I don't know who Ben Shapiro is, but this is hysterical. She's a gilf. <laughs> More grandmothers need to hear that. Yay. More grandmothers approve of Two Girls, One Mike, the porn cast than any other porn cast. <laughs> this is a factually true statement. We have not fact-checked it, but neither has anyone else. So for now, we're assuming <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Anyways, thank you guys for joining us this week. We will see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.